Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, five days. Five days. How many of you are ready? You're all set. You've got everything done. You've got everything uh, wrapped. Um, how many of you are really good at doing that stuff, like being ahead of the game? How many of you are like, you're totally last minute people? You're like, yeah. Um, uh, well, for those of you uh, that are the last minute people, um, um, I've got some help for you this morning. I'm going to help you out. I, I think um, I think the reason why, we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks, I think the reason why women are so stressed um, at Christmas, and we, we saw that we saw that demographic that, that it's the women that are the most stressed. It's one of the most stressful life events, one of the top six during the Christmas time. And uh, they've, studies have shown that women are the most stressful. Um, I have come to the conclusion why women are so stressed out. Are you ready? It's because they can never find something for their husband or their guy. They're the hardest to shop for. How many ladies would just say amen to that? Men are hard to shop for. They just, you know, they're just difficult to shop. So here's, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I am going to help some of you that are struggling to uh, get a gift for your husband or your guy. And so I'm going to give you a couple suggestions that I found here. And one suggestion I found that I just thought was the coolest thing. This thing is called the man crate. Are you ready? I got it up here for you. Here's the man crate. This thing comes with every type of meat that you could think about. And the thing that's cool about this man crate, it comes with a crowbar that they have to open them. This is the neatest thing. I want that. That is the coolest thing. It just comes with meat and meat and sausage and beef jerky and dirt. And it's just the coolest thing. Now, they have this thing with the man crate that if you want to give a gift card, the gift card comes in concrete. And they give you a hammer to break the concrete open to get the gift card. Is that not the coolest thing in the world? Okay, so if you say, and this only costs about $8,000. So that's, so you say, okay, Pastor, that's just a little bit over my price budget. I've got another suggestion for you if uh, you're still looking for a gift. How about this? How about a book about meat? <laughs> meat. Everything you needed to know. That looks like a heart right there. I don't know. It looks disgusting, doesn't it? I don't even know what that thing is there. I think it's a T-bone. I'm not sure. I'm not good at meat. Maybe I need to get the book and read on it. So that's another suggestion for you ladies that need to get your guys something, the crate or the book about meat, everything you needed to know. All right. So we know and we've studied and we've, the last couple of weeks we've looked at this, that uh, Christmas is one of the top six st- stressful life events. Um, and if we're not careful... You know, we, we can understand that, that, that it becomes, it can become a very stressful time and not, not a joyful um, time and, and we can easily lose our way and we can get distracted so easily with all the stuff that comes during this time of the year, which the, the stuff that happens during this time of the year is not necessarily bad stuff. It just, it's busy stuff and, and we can lose our way and kind of lose our, our joy and miss what's really important. So we've been talking about um, during this Christmas season, which I love the Christmas season, I love everything about it, you know, I love the lights and the decorations and, and everything about it and just 
celebrating Christ and hearing uh, the, the, you know, the Christmas carols. And, and I just, I love everything about this time of the year. But what we've been talking about is dejunking our lives to make room for what's really important. And, and, and looking at um, the core of, of what this Christmas season is all about. And, and I believe, as we look at this, it's, it's a celebration of, a, of the greatest gift that this world has ever received or has ever seen, and that's God giving us the gift of his son. And, and you know, we, I know we, we give gifts to one another during this time, and, and, and as I think about a gift, a gift, um, when we give gifts during this time, we usually receive gifts and we also give gifts also. But when we look at the gift that God has given us, this was a gift that we didn't deserve or that, that, that we didn't merit. It was the free gift of his son to come and in, in, into our world and do something for every single one of us that we couldn't do for ourselves. God's gift has eternal significance. And, and I was thinking about, you know, all the gifts that I received as a kid. How many of you remember really any of the gifts that we received? Very rarely do we. I mean, there may be some that we really remember that, that one gift, but, but normally we go through and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Or I forgot about that. We, we normally don't remember those gifts, but God gives us a gift that has eternal significance. It was a gift that we didn't earn or deserve. It, it was a gift that we needed. It was, it was a gift that, that shows us the way back to God, the gift of his son filled in the gap for us. It was, it was a gift that, that he gave us, and it, sacri- it was a sacrificial gift. It cost him everything because we were lost and, and, and we needed to be reconciled back to God. And that's what I love about the announcement of the shepherds to the shepherds the night of Christ's birth. And, and I can't imagine um, that night. I mean, you, you have this night where the shepherds are tending their flock. It's kind of a ho-hum night. Night after night after night, they're watching their flock. And I'm sure that it can get pretty boring and pretty mundane. And all of a sudden, an angel comes and the glory of God shone around them. And they were terrified. And the angel encouraged them not to be afraid. And then the announcement to them was good news. That there's good news for you in the town of David that a Savior has been born for all men. This isn't just for an exclusive few, but this is for all men. This is the gift of God that he has given. And, and so um, with that, um, you know, they, they went to see what God was doing. And, and this, is, this is what I love about this story, is that what they thought was maybe bad news um, turned, to be, turned out to be very good news for them. At first they were terrified, but then it turned out to be very good news for them. And what I want to dig into today, what I want to unpack today in this Christmas story is the reaction that the shepherds had to the, this free gift that God gave them. And if we really understand the gift of, of God and what he did for us, something intrinsically has to happen in my heart and life. Something has to change. There's an inward change in my life that happens when I realize what a wonderful gift of God that he gave us through his son, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know about you, but I like, um, I like the show Let's Make a Deal. It's still on today, I guess. Um, I like Monty Hall. If you guys are old like me, remember Monty Hall? You had three curtains, and uh, you could pick one. And I remember that behind one of those curtains, 
was, was the, not the good prize. You know, there's a junker car or a donkey. Or, now, if you're in Wayne County, that's a cool gift, right? You're like, cool, right? I, I want that. I want that. I, I, I'll take the donkey every day of the year. And, 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 and same with the prices, right? Like you could, you could forego your prizes to go to the showcase for, for the real big prizes, right? Um, what, what I like about these, like, like you know, let's, let's make a deal. You know, when, 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 when they pick the, the mule or the, the one curtain, you know, you hear the music in the background and wah, wah, wah. Uh, but, but when the announcer says, you know, you won that new car, right? And everybody goes crazy and, 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 that's, and that's good news. It's like, oh, I thought, oh, man, I'm glad I, I picked the right curtain because it's, 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 it's not the donkey, it's the new car, right? And they're all excited. Here's the scene um, with these shepherds that this, Originally, what they thought was bad news ends up being this, this good news to them. And the angel tells them, listen, this, this good news is for all people. The Savior has been born, the Christ, which means the Messiah or the anointed one, that, that he would be the Lord, that the gift of God's only son would change everything. So I'm going I'm to read the, the latter half of Luke chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 15 to 20 for you this morning. And what I want to look at this morning is the reaction to the good news. And, and here's... what. What makes this gift so powerful is that it completely changed these shepherds. In order for it to be a good gift, a life-changing gift, an everlasting gift, it has to change us. Because how many know we give gifts, but it doesn't necessarily change us. It's nice. We may wear it for a while, but how many know it ends up going to the dump after a while, right? It's not a, it's not a, it's not something that changes us eternally. In order for it to be God's gift, this wonderful gift, it has to change our hearts. And I want you to see why this gift of Jesus was so powerful and how it changed the hearts of these shepherds. So start with verse 15. It says, when the angels had left them and gone back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's just go back and attend our sheep. That was special. Is that what they said? No, they said, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. They went right away and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was what? Lying in the manger. And when they'd seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard, heard and seen, just as they had been told. Something happened to these shepherds. The news was given to them. They rejoiced in that news. They took that faith, that step of faith, to go and see this for themselves. And then they told everyone else. They didn't keep this gift to themselves. Something happened within their hearts. Something changed in these shepherds after they encountered Jesus. And they began to share with one another. They praised and glorified God. And so what we see in this story, in this Christmas story, is that their hearts changed. What God does is he goes from changing us from the inward and then it goes to the outward. When something changes within my life and in my heart, there's a reaction to it. Something has to change. I don't live the same way I did before. In order for it to be true change, 
Something has to happen in my outward life that shows what God is doing in my heart. There has to be fruit from that. So if I say that, oh, this is a neat gift and this is great what God has has done for me, but then I just go back to living my life the way I lived it, something is askew. There's a disconnect. Something didn't change. And for me, for my heart view as your pastor, we can go through the Christmas season and and hear the story of Christ and hear the birth of Christ and, and hear the carols. But then after December 25th and after all the gifts are opened and after all the paper is thrown away, And after we eat way too much ham and way too many Christmas cookies and Buckeyes and way too many calories, and then we got to make all our New Year's resolutions to burn off all those calories that we ate at the Christmas time, right? Uh, we, We tend, if we're not careful, to go right back to the way we lived before. Now, is that the message that that God desires to give us. No, he says, listen, I want this message to change you. And that's what we can, we, we can, we can see within um, the hearts of these shepherds. So what I want to do, I just want to give you two things this morning. What gifts, if we really understand the gift that God has given us, and we understand how it changed the shepherds' hearts, what gifts can we give, not just during December, but what gifts can we give during the whole year that express the change that God has done in our hearts. And so what I want to do is I want to give to you um, things that we can do, gifts that we can give to each other in expression to the praise and glory of what God has done in our hearts that we can give that have eternal significance, not just a temporal thing. So I just want to give you two things, and I believe we can we can extract this out of the... Um, out of the uh, Christmas story here in Luke chapter two of how the shepherds responded uh, to the great news of the savior being born. So what are gifts that we can give um, that can express this eternal significance and something that we can do all through the year to just show how we praise and love God and how we receive that news of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ and how that's changed our life. So what's the first gift? Well, here's a gift that we can give. And I think this is a gift that's in the word of God. And I believe every single one of us can possess and should possess this gift. And this is the gift of encouragement. Here's a gift of encouragement. The, the, the shepherds were encouraged by this word because the shepherds, as we talked about last week, were pretty much the lowest of the social order, just maybe right above lepers. And, um, and so they, they, were, they weren't considered even to have, uh, they couldn't even testify in, a, in, in court because their testimony was not seen as valid. And so they were kind of the outcasts, but this good news came to them. This word of encouragement came to them that this news is not just for the elite, but this news is for you who are far away. And God wants to bring you near and bring you into his fold and bring you under his care. God cares about you. So they're encouraged, and that's what changed their hearts. Here's the gift of encouragement. The shepherds encountered with Jesus changed their hearts in countenance. They couldn't keep it in. Now, I'll be honest with you. I love hanging around joyful people. How many of you like me? You just like hanging around people that are happy. I like hanging around people that make me laugh, Right? When you start hanging around someone that's critical, you know, the downers of the world, the wah, 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 right? And you talk to them and then there's, you know, you try to find something positive and then there's, there's always that spin of, well, you know, you know, 
It could snow tomorrow. You know, I'm just telling you, don't enjoy this weather too much. You know what I mean? Because it's going to snow. And when it does, we're going to get it. And it's going to be payback. So stop enjoying the no snow. Praise God. I like being around church. I like being around people who ask you questions about how you're doing and genuinely are interested in you. Um, you just usually go away from those conversations just feeling better. Um, so what can we do um, to encourage someone? I think this is so important. This is different from flattery. This is encouraged. This is genuinely like, God, you've, you've touched my heart and you've done so much in me. Help me to be an encouragement to someone else. You know, when, when you're going through the line of Tops or Wegmans and you know that cashier has been hassled and it's the Christmas season and people couldn't find something and there wasn't what they wanted and they yell at that person, you know, just say to them, you know what, you're doing a great job. Can I just tell you that? You're doing a great job and don't let that jerk bother you. You know what I mean? I hope they go and they fall outside. No, no, I'm just saying, you don't do that. Um, you know, just, just encourage, go out of your way and just encourage someone that you don't even, even know. Just encourage them. Now, now, um, I, um, I, 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 there are times where when you're down and you, and you don't feel good and then someone just says that right word to you or sends you a card or a letter or email that just encourages you, um, that's, that's the Lord. Just encouraging each other that, that, that maybe we're down and we just need that word of encouragement that somebody's praying for you. So, so I, have, I have an encouragement file, actually. I brought it with me. And what I do is um, usually every Monday morning, um, if I just feel like Sunday didn't go well, uh, Monday mornings are usually the Monday mornings I want to quit. And then I talk to my best friend, Ray, who's a pastor, and he talks me out of it. Um, that's usually my routine on Monday mornings. He calls me. Barton, don't jump. It's okay. It's going to be better on Tuesday. Just hold on one more day, okay? Um, but I have an encouragement. This is, I only brought, if I brought my, I have like eight of these because I've kept them over the of 25 years of ministry. You get a lot of them. But I actually have all the cards and letters that you guys have sent me. All the encouraging things. And if there's any bad ones in there, I've burned them. No, I'm just teasing. Um, um, I've kept all. And so what I do once in a while, when I'm just like, man, I just, you know, you just feel that. I go back and I read some of these letters. And it is so encouraging to me. I would just be crying. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. That person was so nice to me. And it was so, right? I, just, I literally have, this is my encouragement file. I keep it. If you send me an email, I print it out. This is it right here. I keep it. And, and I just love it. You know, the other day, um, not, not too long ago, someone wrote me a letter. And this just, it was someone that started coming to church maybe six months ago. And the Lord really worked in their heart. And um, they were baptized recently. And they just, they just wrote me this letter. It was so simple, but it was just so nice. And it just says this, says, Pastor Barton, um, thank you for being so kind and understanding to me. I love living word. I feel safe and loved here. Thank you for baptizing me. I thank God for bringing me to living word. I love this church and the people here. Thank you. God bless. That's going right now. That's going into the encouragement file. Okay. Right there. Just little things like that. It's like when I read that, because I know the person and I know their background and I know what they've been through and how God brought them into this fold and just loved on them. I know the neighbor that invited them. I know the person that loved on them. 
when you know the background and you know the story and you hear those words, I'll tell you what, it makes church all the worthwhile. Just little encouraging words. Someone encouraged her to, to come to church and, and not to feel left out and to allow God to draw them near. And now they're in this fold and Christ has wrapped their arms around them and God is doing great work in their heart. That, to me, that's what it's all about. It's just encouraging, um, encouraging e- each other. Um, you know, when, when, when we encourage each other in the Lord and we pray for people and we let them know we're, we're praying for them, um, that, that does something. And so let, let's just do that. Let's just, let's, for some of you that may be hard, but just, you know, sometimes we think about it and we're like, oh, I've got to just do it. Write them a card. Write them a letter and just do it. To me, there's something about um, the handwritten way of doing it. I think it's just a little more personal when you handwrite something. Um, and, and just, you know, I know texting is a lot easier, right? That's okay, right? But, um, but, but sit down and say, you know, man, there's somebody that's been on my heart, and I just need to encourage them and just, and just do it. And just let that always be on your radar, whether you're out in the store or whatever. Just, just you know, you know, just encourage, encourage people. Just let that always be um, on your radar. Um, but the second thing I want to look at here about the shepherd's life is not only were they encouraged, not only did the angel encourage them and then God sent his multitude of angels to encourage them and what happened and they were overjoyed and then they were encouraging other people with the great news of what Christ did um, in their heart. Um, but here's another gift that we can give, not only a gift of encouragement, but I love this gift. This gift is so important and it's the gift of gratitude. And, and this is something that I think is so important. Not only do we give the, 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 the gift of encouragement to one another, especially when we're down and we just, you know, we just need to hear someone praying for us. But this, this, this gift of gratitude, I think, is so important because I, I think this is the one gift that we all struggle with, if we're honest with each other. Because we would all say to each other, listen, Pastor, I am grateful. I, I can make a list of all the things that I'm grateful for, Pastor. However, I have never, in 25 years of ministry ever had someone come and want to meet with me and say, pastor, can I just tell you one thing? I am just so ungrateful. Pastor, I am just so, pastor, um, I am just an ungrateful person. I have the sin of ungratefulness and I need to repent. I have never in 25 years of ministry have ever had someone come up to me and say that they're an ungrateful person, ever. And here's the reason why. The reason why is I believe ungratefulness is one of our biggest blind spots in our lives. Now, I'm going to get a little deeper here. Here's the reason why. Have you ever, those of you that were driving and you're driving and you're going to change lanes and um, you looked over and you thought no one was there until you changed lanes and all of a sudden there's a car there and they're beeping their horn at you, right? Because you didn't take a second look because they were in what? Your blind spot. Right, that happened to me yesterday. We had to pick Colby up from college. We went home with a friend of Buffalo, so we picked him up uh, in Buffalo. And um, we we're at a four-way stop. I've never been in this neighborhood, and you know, in Ontario, they're nice. People are usually good. They let you go. You know, when you're at the four-way stop, people are usually nice. The four-way stop in Ontario, not in Buffalo. Okay, it's every man for his own in Buffalo. Okay, um, so I'm there, and I'm like, one person goes, and I'm next. So I go out in the street, just pulls out right in front of me. 
So right there in the middle of the four-way stop, we had it out. Rochester against Buffalo. I'm saying, well, let's go. Let's, let's do it right now. And so I'm like, I'm looking at him going, what? You know, and he let me go after he gave me the number one signal, but it was nice. Um, you know, uh, so, you know, there are times that we didn't, I didn't see him. I thought I was next. I pull up, boom. And there are times where we just don't see things. They're in our blind spot. So, so he, here's the thing. How many of you, it's easy for you to see ungratefulness in other people? Okay, I'm just, I'm just, it's getting real quiet in here, okay? I'm just, let's just touch on this. I know I'm kind of hitting on a nerve. We can see the ungratefulness in other, now, now we, we see it, for those of you appearance, we see it in our kids quite often, don't we? Um, when they don't say thank you or they don't appreciate all you do for them, like when they leave the milk on the counter all night or they don't pick up after themselves or they don't make their beds or they walk by a piece of paper that's on the floor and they don't pick it up. I'm just explaining my house right now where I live. Okay, um, um, you, know, the, you know, we see this in other people. You know, we hold the door open for somebody, right? And they just walk through and they don't say thank you. You know, there's so many times I just want to yell out, you're welcome. I could have went in front of you. I could have cut. I let you go in front of me. I let you go first at the four-way sign. A little wave wouldn't kill you. Just a little nod. That's all I'm asking for. Just a little. Or just a little wave. Thank you. Right? I do that. Somebody lets me. I'm like, hey, thank you. Praise God. Right? Just a little thank you. And so we can see in other people, right? We can see the ungratefulness in other people. And so um, uh, what, 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 what protects me from this ungratefulness or, or wanting more? What, what, what protects me from my heart from, from not being content? Because I believe that if we're not careful, you know, the Christmas season can do that. I can get what I want. I got another tie or whatever. I, I, you know, this isn't what I asked for. And, and I did so much for my family. I cooked and I wrapped. And nobody's happy. This family's so ungrateful. Merry Christmas, right? So what we learned, here's what we learned. Here's what we learned from the shepherds. How we know that this gift that was given to them did something intrinsically in their heart. How we know that they were grateful for this is they expressed their gratefulness. Now, I like what Andy Stanley says here. He says, unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. So let, let, me, let me say it again. Unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. So what do I mean by that? Well, here's what I mean by that you something happens to us when we express it when we actually say it out loud now we may be a person well I, I do i am grateful i just don't say it well unexpressed gratitude to the other person expresses ingratitude so so here's 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 what i want to bring out many of us have taken something for granted and and not expressed it and so our, our, even, if, even if we're grateful, um, not communicating it makes the other person feel like you were ungrateful. So if we're not careful, and we may, many of us may, may think, well, I'm not taking that thing for granted. I'm, 
I'm really appreciative of, of what they do and all the things that they do. And I, I, I see it. But, but that unexpressed gratitude can, can come across as ingratitude. And so I believe this happens to moms a lot. How many of you moms have ever felt this way? You, for, you, you're, you're, for your child, they may feel gratitude, but not expressing the gratitude comes across as ingratitude. And so, um, and, and, and this issue is, is where we can see, we can see this is actually not caring or being not grateful. You know, just, just express, hey, that meal was really good. I, I know you, you spent a lot of time there. No, you know, I, I think what happens is we get into a routine, especially if, you know, you cook meals day after day after day and you just get used to it and you don't think about it, but, but you don't realize that while you were at school or whatever, uh, your mom was cooking all day, right? And just that, just that gratefulness of saying, listen, it was really good. You did a good job. I appreciate, I appreciate that. And when I hear my kids say that, just, you know, we go out to dinner or whatever and I, and I realize you go, out, you know, you go out to dinner and it's with a family, you do it a lot or whatever. But when I hear them say, um, thank you for taking us out, that just does something for me. I'm like, you're welcome. For that, I'm thinking about it, all right? That little thing you wanted, I might think about it now, right? It's, you know, now they say it all the time. I said, it doesn't work now, okay? Because you're <laughs> abusing it, okay? Don't abuse it. Um, so, so the, the, so... We, we may tell people how much we appreciate so-and-so, but we never tell that person. So we need to express our gratitude. And, 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 and that, that's why I love reading through um, the Psalms, because David, um, in so many ways, expresses his gratitude towards the Lord and what God has done. And, and one, of my, one of my, I've got a ton of, favorite psalms, but one psalm that I just love that expresses David's gratitude for what the Lord has done in his heart is Psalm, is psalm 103. And, and I want to I read this psalm to you because um, this is a psalm that when we begin to feel ungrateful and we begin to feel like things aren't going our way or we feel like nobody cares or we feel like, you know, that person takes me for granted, or my family takes me for granted, or my boss takes me for granted, and I never get appreciated for my work, and no one ever says anything. Here's how I want to encourage you today. Be a person that shows gratitude to others, irregardless of what people say to you. Be that person that says, you know what? I'm not going to let that stop me from being grateful for what the Lord has done in my heart. And here's what I love about Psalm 103. I'm going to, I'm going to read it for you. And then we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to pray at the end. Here's how you encourage your soul. Because when this is at the corner of your soul, just like it was for the shepherds, you're going to be a grateful person. You're going to express that gratefulness to other people and what they do. And, and you're going to thank God for the people in your life. So when, when Christ has changed your heart and you see what God has done for you, you're going to express that in your life. And so listen to what David says in Psalm 103. Let, let me just, I'm going to just read verses um, uh, 1 through 5. And, and this, is, this is what he says. Here's what David, David says. He says, praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost beings, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul. And this is what he says. He says, and forget not all his what? 
benefits. Now, what's a benefit? It's something that is given to me to benefit me. And so what David is saying is, I'm going to praise the Lord, oh my soul. I'm going to praise his holy name. And I'm not going to forget because the moment we become ungrateful is the moment we forget God's benefits and all the things he's done for us. The minute I begin to have my pity party, I forget what God has done for me. And so if that has changed in my heart, I will not forget God's goodness and his benefits, even if I am not thanked for what I do. I'm not going to forget his benefits. You don't think David had a hard life and made a lot of mistakes? You better believe he did. But here's how David encouraged himself. He goes, I'm not going to forget all his benefits. What does he say here? Who forgives all your sins? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? And crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desire with what? Good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So, what does he say? He says, Do not forget what God has done for you. You are to recall all the things that the Lord has done for you. And so what David does here is he begins to express his gratitude for what God has done. I believe the greatest gift that you can bring forth from the Christmas message is what we see from the shepherds is expressing encouragement to one another. We lift other people up around us, pray for them, encourage them. And then we express gratitude to others and thanking them for the gifts that God has given them. Thanking God ultimately for, for all he's done for me. Well, I tell you what, grateful people are happy people. Grateful people are joyful people because they never forget the benefits of the Lord and what God has done for us. And here's the thing. I know for most of you, we're grateful. I know you love your spouse or you love your parents or, you know, we're grateful what, what, what people do. But here's the thing. Let's express it. David wrote it down and expressed it. He's expressing this unto the Lord that God, you are good. He's expressing the benefits of the Lord. God, you're my healer. God, you're my redeemer. God, you're the one that forgives my sins. So when we're in our time with God and we're in our prayer time, just express those things. Or say, God, thank you for saving me. I mean, if I haven't said it enough, I'm going to keep saying it to the day I die. Thank you for saving me from my sins. I didn't deserve it or earn it. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for being a good God. Even when I don't see it, even when I'm complaining, even when I'm wah, 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 thank you, God, that you're still good to me and you haven't given up on me. God, thank you for your patience and your love for me. And then begin to express that to the Lord. So here's what I want you to do. I know you guys buy gifts for one another. That's great for your family and your spouse and, and, and all the rest. That's a great, those are fine, good stuff. But here's, here's something I want you to do. Here's something I do. I want you to think about somebody that, first of all, you can just encourage, that maybe needs encouragement that you know of, that maybe just give them a call and just say, hey, I just, you know, I want to pray for you and just tell you I love you. Um, and, then, and then the second thing I want you to do is, is just um, be grateful for someone. And... Um, we started this last year, and 
it's, I love it. Uh, Kathleen was telling me, and said, let's do this. I said, okay. So what we do is, and maybe you guys already do this, but um, we, get, we get like a little um, box of Oreo cookies. The, the, the ones that only come out at Christmas time that are dipped in the white chocolate. Let's just think about that. Oreos dipped in white chocolate. The angels are singing right now in glory, okay? And what we do is when our uh, garbage man comes by, we run out and we say, thank you. We're doing a great job. Merry Christmas. So when we did that last year, everything was neat and tidy and placed up the driveway closer for us. It was just great. We did that with our, our, our mail person. You know, just somebody you think about that, that maybe you see and you're in contact Christmas time is a great time to do that because it's, it's just a time where you can do that and people are open. Um, maybe there's somebody that, that you just know that you just, just write them a card or a letter and just say, I just want you to know I'm just grateful for you and, and just thank you for being part of my life and all the things you've done for me. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's an aunt or uncle. I don't know. Maybe it's a friend. I don't know. Just, just take the time and do that gift. Give them that gift of encouragement or the gift of gratitude, thanking them for what they do. And I guarantee any kind of ungratefulness that's in our heart is going to leave. It's going to leave. And we do it not to glorify ourselves. We do it because of what Christ has done in our hearts. That's what Christians should be doing, right? We should be. We should be the most grateful, joyful people in all the world because of what God did for us. And we need to express that. That doesn't mean we don't have bad days. But what it does mean is that, God, there's a joy in my heart that this world can never steal or rob me of because you gave me the greatest gift that this world has ever seen. So that's my prayer for you. So why don't you try giving those gifts and, and see what God does. And uh, so let's pray. And as we, as we bow our hearts today, let the Holy Spirit just maybe... Uh, lay someone on your heart. Maybe as you pray, just say, God, just lay that person. Maybe God's already laid that person on your heart or something you can do. And uh, just let God do that in your heart today. So Lord, we just bow our hearts and we just want to thank you for loving us and giving us the greatest gift. And that gift that you gave, as we see in the shepherds, changed their hearts and their lives. They were encouraged. They encouraged others. They expressed that gift. They praised God. They were grateful for what you did for them. And God, I just pray that you, for us here today, that maybe our relationship with you is wax cold. Maybe our joy is, has waned. God, I pray that, that through our relationship with Christ, that you would renew our joy and our hope and our love and that it would not only stop with me, but it, I would be the conduit which it would flow through into this world as we encourage those all around us. Let us be a conduit of your joy a conduit of encouragement, a conduit of, of gratefulness to others around us. Let us give those gifts. Those are the gifts that last. And may we be those people. And so thank you for being patient with us, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. And you're so good to us. And we just want to give you the glory and the praise and the honor. In Jesus' wonderful name. In Jesus' wonderful name. And all God's people said, amen. 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 Let's give the Lord just, just praise today. Listen, uh, listen. if, if any of you uh, just need prayer today, um, 
I want you to come down and, and ask to pray for you. So before we leave, this is what I'm going to do. We're just going to sing the chorus, Oh, come let us adore him. That's all we're going to do. So let's stand. And we're just going to sing, Oh, come let us adore him. And then we're going to leave. And we're going to be joyful. And we're going to be grateful. And we're going to encourage people, right? Amen. So let's sing that together. Ready? Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. One more time. 